Another great episode of Mystery of Parenthood coming up. If you like what you hear, go to redsearadio.org, click on the donate button, and become a monthly sustaining member. Please support us. Thank you, and God bless. Right. You are listening to The Mystery of Parenthood. We ask that you would take a moment, slow down, and uh, <laughs> and hopefully we gain some insights to parenting and, and all those things uh, by listening. But uh, before we do that, we're going to entrust this time to our Lord and start with the same prayer we've started for the last, what, six, seven years. So, oh, Steph. Goodness. Yeah. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy yes. Spirit. Amen. Lord God, from you, every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. Father, you are love and life through your Son, Jesus Christ, born of woman, and through the Holy Spirit, the fountain of divine charity, grant that every family on earth may become, for each successive generation, a true shrine of life and love. Grant that your grace may guide the thoughts and actions of husbands and wives for the good of their families and of all the families in the world. Grant that the young may find in the family solid support for their human dignity, and for their growth in truth and love. And grant that love, strengthened by the grace of the sacrament of marriage, may prove mightier than all the weaknesses and trials through which our families sometimes pass. Through the intercession of the Holy Family of Nazareth, grant that the Church may fruitfully carry out her worldwide mission in and through our families. We ask this of you, who is life, truth, and love, with the Son and the Holy Spirit, Holy Family of Nazareth. Pray for, Pray for us. St. John Paul II. Pray, Pray for, for us. us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, Son and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. This is a, this is a round table this week. Um, <laughs> we've got, of course, Stephanie and I and Thaddeus. And then on the line, we've, uh, we've got Adam Earhart, who's becoming a regular. Or we hope continues to be a regular if we don't run him off. Yeah, we don't scare but, him off. Uh, I, love <laughs> I love this. It's but, a pleasure. Uh, yeah, but Adam used to always, I think most people know, I mean, he used to be here at St. Mary's, but now he's up in... Virginia, where what are you doing again? Remind us. We're in we're in Arlington. Uh, what the heck are you uh, doing with your life? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, why'd you run from here? Well, you I'm traitor. Couch, uh, <laughs> couch right now. No, uh, uh, we're, I'm in Arlington. Uh, the the beautiful diocese of Arlington appeared. Right. Uh, St. Charles Borromeo Church, director of evangelization, adult faith formation, and parish up here, St. Charles. Um, and just you know, getting ready for the snowstorm that's supposed to be coming. Oh but, my goodness! You know, we'll see what happens. Really. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we were going to take a nice drive to the mountains this weekend. Yeah, to boot out to the West Virginia a little bit, and uh, now we're supposed to be getting hit with we'll bring the mountains Not too to much, you. But yeah, that's right. You know, that's right. So yeah, I think what it might if it hits forty two here, it might be people might there might be a panic. There might be a panic. No, no. But uh, but anyway, um, we're we're glad you're here, and and for those listening, it's going to be a not a free for all, but um, we're all going to be talking about communication and clarity, um, primarily of, as we talked about, clarity of purpose, like what, why do we parent, what do we parent for, and then how do we communicate what our kids need to know and struggles we've had, maybe even some funny mm-hmm. stories that we uh, have done at our, it, it, either between our spouses. You know, communication is at the center of every family, and I, mm-hmm. uh, at least once or twice in our 30 years, We've miscommunicated. I don't know. I, I've, wow. <laughs> You've actually had some miscommunication yeah. in your, your marriage? Wow. Yeah. Never. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, wow. But uh, anybody that says that, I've got, I mean, anybody that believes that, I've got some land here. In the- <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but I think, but I do think that it's important to maybe um, talk through in terms of, okay, if, if our goal is to get them there, how do we communicate the gospel? How do we communicate simple things that, you know, what needs to be done in the house? What is the truth about Jesus? I mean, every a broad range of things, there are some, I think, practical ways of making sure that are, that are, that we're both communicating as a, as parents to one another, um, spouses and to our children, um, in ways that make it clear. Um, mm-hmm. there's nothing worse than a muddled message. Ooh, mm. like that. But anyway. <laughs> some, alliter- some alliteration, alliteration there, too. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. Yeah. Muddled message. But anyway, I don't know if you had any, any uh, 
any preliminary thoughts on on that, uh, Adam? Or uh, yeah, I, I just um, you know just thinking a lot. It, it's it's so easy to receive you know a muddled message, right? And I, I love it. I'm going back to your. You're going to coin that, right? Hey, right? But, uh, <laughs> patented. <laughs> Trade might be a, might be a new here. segment. <laughs> Spot that muddled message. <laughs> that's it. That's it. But um, no, it's just it seems to be you know the the it's what we swim in. It's what the it's what is kind of um, proposed as being the easier the easiest you know sustainable way of thinking is that it's supposed to be modeled right. Everybody has a different opinion, uh, different worldviews, and you know the speed at which. I mean, this is nothing new. We all know the speed at which all these things are communicated or. I would say, you know, not really communicate it well enough, but just kind of like put out into the air. And so there's a sense of that's that's the normal way of, of working through life. So, I, you know, I just, that need for clarity um, is, is such a fundamental thing inside the home. And I find that uh, for me, especially, and for my, for my wife as we, you know, parents, and, and even as we just, um, you know, walk together into the mystery of marriage, there's, there's, this this need of co- constantly going to the Lord um, for for greater clarity within our own hearts, um, especially like I, I'll be honest, sometimes that kind of that uh, ambiguity, almost like that that dictatorship of relativism that Pope Benedict XVI uh, mentioned, um, it can be kind of aggravating and frustrating uh, to a point where I can I can forget the fact that as the kids get older, they're they're aware of um, these the, these vying view, uh, worldviews in a sense, and you know they're being told that that's okay, that's kind of normal, it's kind of the free market of ideas. That's how it, that's how it is. It needs to exist so that we can live fulfilled lives. We need to be able to bounce our ideas off of all these other things. And so, how do you how do you you know counteract that in a sense without just coming off as you know uh, being afraid or or uh, just um, not entertaining any other ideas and things. So kind of I realized that I need to do a lot of the work for clarification in my own heart, in my own head, prior to even... It's it's almost a sense of like a dialogue that takes place. Um, you need to have somebody that actually is convinced, convicted of something, you know. Right. Um, as I say this with with very um, with a lot of ambiguity and not articulating <laughs> it well, but, yeah. you know, it's it's difficult. Well, that, yeah, I mean, I think it's like from a from a practical standpoint. I think as I was thinking through this, um, getting on the same page in terms of the mission, and and I think Stephanie and I, for us, I think the thing that kept us kind of pointed in the right direction in in things was that we often had to remind ourselves that we didn't want them to just be obedient. We wanted them to mm-hmm. be obedient because we had their heart. And so mm-hmm. I think our mission was always what, whatever we're doing, whatever we're communicating, um, the thing that kept us kind of on the tracks and helped us recognize when we were getting off the tracks with regard to the to the ultimate direction was a clarity of purpose in terms of for us. It was we want their heart. So our, mm-hmm. is what we're doing getting us closer to having their heart or are we pushing them away? I mean, I think that was for for us was something. So I, I'm not saying that that has to be um, yours. I, what I am saying is that sometimes you have to have like, okay, a simple. What's the vision for what what you're doing? Yeah. And yeah. and that that when you're when as parents, you may disagree on how to handle something or how something is going on. By what standard are you going to gauge it? And what we used to always go mm-hmm. back to when we would get into our, we would we would say, I would say, or is this getting to their heart is, is are we are we yeah. tapping that or are we just getting them to do what we're asking them to do for the th- outward sign of they're just doing it are you getting compliance or are you getting volition because if you're getting volition then they're actually doing it because they want to yeah there's an unmuddled yeah. message right there compliance yeah. is just okay you know you're holding my you know you're holding me by the scruff of my neck and making me do it so i'll do it but Right. Well, sometimes you have totally, to do that too. And but. sometimes you do. <laughs> no, right. There's that. Um, right. And and how this how this kind of how this played out this idea of clarity of vision how this played out in in my upbringing was um, the phrase that I remember my father echoing to me um, just repeatedly was, you know, I 
inevitably screw up something or you know do something <laughs> wrong. And um, part of the bring putting every putting all the pieces back together and, and bringing everything back to wholeness was him saying, "I'm not raising you for the kid that you are, but for the man you're gonna be." Ooh. Right. That's, mm. that's why we're having this confrontation or this discussion, or that's why I'm correcting you about this because mm. it goes to who you're gonna be, right? The character you're gonna have. And and I that's think beautiful. and that that, that is, is that is key that you raise your child with the character in mind of who you the kind of person you want them to be, not necessarily what you want them to do, what kind of slot you want them yeah. to fill in the career job world. Yeah, and I, I was gonna say it's beautiful because that's kind of like it's situating them into like this this forward looking you know a, a process of becoming this ongoing you know conversion. Um, and also, yeah. I was just gonna say when yeah. you were talking, what reminded me is for my family, a lot of it was like this is your lineage, and this this kind of stopped mm-hmm. at like mm-hmm. famil- in familial ways, right? Like this is your grandfather. Your grandfather was a baker at him, and he never drove a car, and he he was very standard. His character, right? The, yeah. the character of of your roots, like our need for roots. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, we live in a culture that says, you know, anything that was like, you know, 20 years ago is obsolete or not even that right now. Mm-hmm. It's like everything that was last week's obsolete, right? Mm-hmm. So the sense of, of giving them a strong foundation of like, this is, you know, uh, the stock you come from, this is the story. This is the story. And I, and I think that's uh, in getting to the heart of the child. I think this is all overlapping. I think mm-hmm. to get to the heart You've got to continually point them to the future, to their future, and that the reason mm-hmm. you're doing it. I think that what, when we had been, when we've been successful with our with with our kids in any moment, I think it's always been with them being clear to understand that what we're doing in terms of correction or demanding or whatever was for the person. I think in keeping in line with your what your dad said, Thaddeus, the person you're meant to be, and that we're mm-hmm. and that that you have a bigger purpose. So there's. You know, in the mundane today, uh, the fact is, and I think we brought it up in the last the show we just ran, but you have to have a, the nice balance of vision and action in the moment of, of, of mm-hmm. being able to link what's out there and ahead of you, which keeps you kind of staying the course mm-hmm. and gives meaning to the moment when it may be I'm doing my homework or I'm cleaning up my room or I'm mowing the yard or I'm doing whatever it is that maybe in and of itself in a vacuum by itself is not enjoyable or something that I look forward to or even in whatever, but linking it to it's part of doing developing the virtue or the discipline that you're going to need to be able to be the man who you're or woman you're meant to be. I don't know if you, what's your mm-hmm. thoughts on yeah, staffing? Yeah. Well, and I think, um, that's interesting because I, I think one of the things that really helped Trey, uh, you and I, um, very early on, and actually before we even had kids, we were blessed that um, a friend gave us uh, a, a tape series on growing kids. It was called Growing Kids God's Way, and it was a Baptist series, but it was it was or a Protestant, I guess, series. It was not Catholic. But what was great was to be able to sit and listen to that together, and kind of had a have a common you know like a, a, a common ground and really one of the things they said not as beautifully as you just said it Thaddeus I, I, I wrote that down because so again really that's my beautiful. father that's, well, well yeah. we're stealing it yeah we're, we're taking it trademark he'll send you the bill he'll send you the bill <laughs> but they talked about that they you know that you want to you're raising your kids for others. I mean, you're raising your kids so that they're a joy to be around yes. and that they and that they are going to go out into, into this world and do, yeah. you know, what what God's plan is um, for their life. So basically kind of the same yeah. thing, like I said, not as beautifully as your dad. But I, I really feel like that was because um, what happened with that is, I mean, <laughs> it ultimately ended up into being Red Sea <laughs> is oh, we yeah. went from that series to a small group. We had a, tapes at home, cassette tapes. Some of you probably out there don't know what that is. <laughs> um, and then it went into a small group that we did with, uh, you know, an ecumenical uh, mixed group of people into finally and ultimately what we had here was Red Sea Religious Education for the Domestic Church, and it was all Catholic families. That's so awesome. Um, So it it really was an evolution um, 
about so maybe, I don't know the genesis the story genesis, of. Yes, but I think yes, maybe one of the things one of the things it is, and 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 I find myself, and I think it's something you can give your kids and as, as parents is you you have to always keep the long term vision in line, but then you have mm-hmm. to actually put your head down and work in the moment too. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and that those things should feed off each other. If you disconnect those, if you get too daydreamy, you, <laughs> you miss it. If you get too focused on what I'm doing right now, don't. So maybe help, you know, helping your kids connect. It's, I think it's a good thing to tell your kids what your dad was telling you in whatever words you want to say, but saying you are meant to do something great in this world and you're in the process of becoming that person that God meant you to be. And really the rest of your life is that. Yeah. But while you're under our tutelage, here you go. (laughs) We're going to, we're, we're going to try to form you, form you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) we got one coming up here for some, we're in that stage in our life with the kids, but, but we're preparing you to, to do that saying we want you to go out and do everything that God created you to do. So if we're asking you or mm-hmm. maybe even demanding of you something, don't get caught in what we're demanding you. We're doing it with a purpose, and we're going to try to remind you that that purpose is you've called to great things. And, and to be great and to be all that you have, you need to be able to make yourself do things that you don't want to do, maybe. Right, right. Yeah. Can, can I ask yeah. a question? As, as I, Because it's so beautiful and, and so true. I, I love hearing uh, parents, like you guys speak about this. And I think of um, just, you, you look around and you see like this, this different culture of, of like parents that kind of the the role of authority is kind of blurred a little bit to where, you, you know, it, it, it's this point of like, how do you, there's, there's, I know there's parents because I know I feel that sometimes that you lose that sense of trust where you, where the kid doesn't, your kid, you know, your child's not really uh, looking to you for this um, this sage advice, you know. Right. Um, what can we say to parents that maybe find themselves where, you know, uh, you know, I can go and, and talk to you about who you're going to become, but they're already kind of checked out at a point of, like, I'm not looking for your answers. I'm trying to find myself this kind of sense of, you, you know, I, I love you, Mom and Dad, but I'm going to figure this out on my own. Is there a way to get that back. And I know this is distraying a little bit, but just kind of thinking mm-hmm. about it. Like, you know, that's where my, I think about those parents. And I, and I know that's a fear that I have as a parent. I don't want to get there, you know, and I know that sometimes my 13-year-old girl, you know, it could be like, okay, like, how do I speak to her about the truth or, or guide her in a way where maybe right now she's not, you know, there where she want to be, wants to receive that from me, you know? I don't know if that question makes sense, but it does. I don't know if you. Yeah, no, thoughts. it absolutely does. I mean, obviously, the 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 best way <laughs> is to have developed that relationship over time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and that it's hard. I mean, it takes it takes time, and it takes. Um, you know, it's not it's not Trey and I have always said it's you know the whole quantity versus quality. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 not either or because quantity yeah. you know it's in the quantity that you get snippets of quality <laughs> mm-hmm. if that makes sense but yeah it does yeah but um but i think i don't know that what you just when you were speaking the thing that that came to me like immediately is um was two things actually was um how we react to them mm-hmm. when they tell us something can usually either open or close a door. <laughs> yes. So, mm-hmm. um, and I, I know I, I can be a door closing reactor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sometimes. Um, yeah. Trey was probably much more natural at, um, don't not, let this door hit you kid. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> not over, you know, at not overreacting and like listening to everything they had to say, where if the first part was bad, I was like, <laughs> you know, it, yeah. So yeah. I think that, um, and then, um, and then I lost the second one. So Trey, well, you talk. I'll jump, I'll jump off on, yeah. on that is, is I think, I think another thing is, is if you're, if you're there at 13 and, and say so you don't, I'm sure you have a great relationship with your daughter, but at 13, mm-hmm. things start going <laughs> a little bit. You, there's more, there's more well, there's competing, more yeah. there's more competing for their thoughts. What we would tell our kids and we still tell them, look, we understand that you're going to go to other people 
for advice besides us. We we asked that you would include us in the top five or seven people that you would go to for any for any decision. We want to be on the list. Was mm-hmm. was one. If I was past a point where I thought maybe they were tuning me out completely, I wasn't even going to be on that list. I I would probably go. I would prayerfully do this, but I would probably in vulnerability go to them and say, you know, maybe I've miscommunicated what me as a parent and my authority is meant to meant to be for you because I want what's best for you. Mm-hmm. And maybe vulnerably say, maybe I made some mistakes. I mean, some of the, maybe I didn't handle things as well as I ought to have, but I, but I, I want to, you to know that I, I'm here for you and all I care about is what's best for you. And I want to listen mm-hmm. uh, to what you have, and I'm going to try to c- close my mouth and receive. One of the things that struck me was is in that growing kids God's way, which was extending off of what Stephanie said, was is when they tell you something, slow down enough to be able to react appropriately. I mean, I you know, I. So the example that this person uses is you can close a door. There's only so many windows that a child will open up for you to let you in. They'll ask you a question. They'll show their vulnerability. Daddy, mm-hmm. am I pretty? You know, kind of question. Mm-hmm. And if you say, wait a second, wait, hold on, hold on. This, it's fourth down. <laughs> I've, got, I've got this to watch. I'll get to that later. You know, they, that, that's a, that is a shutting of the, of the door. And you have to be have your antennas up, so to speak, looking for those moments when the child will be vulnerable to you, and then make sure that the way you handle that is honor their vulnerability. Thank you for asking. Of course, honey, you are. And if mm-hmm. there is, if it is fourth down, you, you turn away from what you're doing and say, "I am focused on you. You're, I want you to know that I'm fully." Engage with you. you, you know. For me, I hit the TiVo button. But anyway, that's the. <laughs> but but I but that always struck me as he was talking about parents and and how you can sometimes they can open up a window to you to say I'm going to make myself vulnerable before you, mm-hmm. and those only happen so many times if you don't allow that vulnerability to be met with I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. No matter what, even and if it's a bad thing. It's in a sense, like what I'm hearing is like this beautiful kind of mutual vulnerability uh, yeah. trademark. Now, again, <laughs> no, yeah, but, uh, yeah. this, this kind of mutual vulnerability where is a sense of like what they may be telling us is potentially wound, wounding in a sense. Right. Um, but being open to re- receiving uh that and being able to be slow enough or, or present enough, attentive enough to uh, speak to them in their wound or in their mistake or whatever it was. Or in their um, fear anyway. or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. fear, mm-hmm. security. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes yeah. A, a good question that Trey was really good at, at, at I think, asking the kids is, um, is you know, what, you know, what, why are you asking that question? Or, you know, I mean, kind of mm-hmm. going deeper than just, the, the question that they're asking, you know, like mm-hmm. what, you know, what's behind that question or, you know, or answering it and then saying what's behind that question, kind of just going a little bit deeper. The other thing that I, that I thought about, um, and, uh, it, you know, it, it, you have to know your child and you have to certainly know the situation, mm-hmm. but uh, especially a, a teenager, you know, is, um, is to let them make some choices, even though, you know, and of course, you're going to have to structure that, structure those. I say this very tentatively, but uh, um, to let them make some choices that that you hope will end up being a lesson, <laughs> and to, to kind of bring that point home, I I, I, I thought of our daughter um, when she turned 17, um, wanted to go see an R-rated movie with some friends. Well. I mean, our rule in our house is no R-rated movies. I mean, the only R-rated movie Mm -hmm. we watch is The Passion. Um, Mm -hmm. And we're very clear with the kids about that. And, um, and, you know, we use all the, you know, plugged in and, um, you know, all the the movie sites that you can go. Decent films. Decent films. films. Rotten Rotten Tomatoes. Whatever. We just... We we just... And and we we look on several of them. Cross-reference to see. Because, you know, sometimes some can be a little bit, you know more or less than the others. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so our kids are really pretty good about going to look this up, this stuff up. And so she had looked it up and, you know, she, she, she still wanted to go. And, and, um, it was a situation where, you know, 
I mean, we could have told her no. In fact, she she actually said, "Oh yeah, she wanted us." She to said, tell her "Please no. yeah. tell me no." Yeah. And I said, "You're too old for us to tell you no." Yeah. You, yeah. you need to be able to tell. You need to be able wow. to tell your friends. Yeah. Um, on the on this particular on this particular yeah. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. we said, you know, you you need to make that decision. We don't think it's a good decision um, to go, but but it's your choice. And and she really did struggle very much with it. Um, and we said, and of course we're not paying for it. Like you're, this is going to be out of your own pocket yeah. if you go. Well, she went, but when she came back, I mean, she said it was awful. And mm-hmm. so she was able to process that, you know, with us. And, you know, of course there were no, I told you so's. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was just, we, we listened and, and, you know, and, and kind of talked about, well, so how did the movie, you know, critiques, how would that have helped you if you'd really listened to it? I mean, you know, so just kind of processing the whole thing. So that, I mean, you know, that was a mistake, I guess, if you will, that we let her make. Um, and so if there's situations like that where you can give them, a choice if it's safe, <laughs> um, you know. Uh, and we had looked at that movie, and I knew I said it was not. It, we're not talking about something X-rated or right. anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, it just yeah. it was just less than. So it, we were also involved. I probably would have said no had it been something else, but I was like, I mean, you can make this decision. Well, that's what I'm saying, right? Was, so you have to. Yeah. It's again, even with even in that circumstance, it's not just like oh, it's an already movie. Just go ahead and do it. We actually yeah. right. did it. But I think that what that communicates is when she came, I should have listened to you. And I said, well, that's a good lesson mm-hmm. to learn. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, maybe next time if we say, you know, you're old enough to make that decision, but no, you're not getting our blessing or our support mm-hmm. on it, then maybe you'll take it for that which she you know she did and, and you got to be mm-hmm. careful about what that is and well when. like i said that's what yeah that's but but I'm at the same time i do very... think you have to look at situations that you can say yes so that they can make a mistake that won't mm-hmm. be that won't that you know we're not god so we can't know what that you know what that is but to the best prayerfully i think it's critical for them to hear what your thoughts are and then even be given the opportunity to go against what your better better judgment is for the sake of, and then hope that they're <laughs> yeah. protected, but that they experience <laughs> something that's consistent with what you had said so that it reaffirms them. And, and that's different mm-hmm. for different ages. But at 17, at her age, that was appropriate, and it ended up working out the way we had hoped um, mm-hmm. with regard to that. And now she'll, she listens a little bit more when, we, when she asks about that. So, But mm-hmm. again... We didn't say I told you so. There's a way you can handle that. Well, if you just mm-hmm. listened to us, then you would never, you wouldn't have had to deal with this. That's not how we handle it. It's like, hey, you know, we all make mistakes. We've seen movies we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. That was really more what we said. I've, the reason we don't do R-rated movies is, I, as I, your mom and I, at thirty some odd years old, went to a movie that we didn't ask the right questions, and we went and saw it, and we shouldn't have gone to see it. It was, it was mm-hmm. a mistake. That's why the mm-hmm. rules there. So boogie nights. Yeah. Yeah, so what well, <laughs> it wasn't many that, of us have made that mistake. <laughs> but but anyway, but uh, but I think I think the more that you can be seen as what you're supposed to be, which is somebody who's guiding them and directing them, but they're providing the momentum, so to speak. You're not pushing them; you're kind of just steering them, and then in that funnel, giving them more and more freedom appropriately, so that they can make mistakes. Um, but keep them in the line so that they, you know, mm-hmm. when not crossing certain ones. And you got to pray about that because mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. you make, <laughs> sometimes you can either stop them before they make a mistake and then they can feel, be resentful that the authority is helping them not do that. And I think another really mm-hmm. good thing to do is to tell kids what I, we've told them before. I could be dead wrong about this. I could make, I, I could be making a mistake in my decision, either letting you go or telling you not to go. But I've got to do the best I can, and that's my job as your parent. Um, I've mm-hmm. got to look God, and you know, I've got to look God in the eye. I don't care if you're happy, if God's unhappy. <laughs> so I've got to be able to look God in the eye, so to speak, and say, "I made the best decision. Yes, it was a mistake, but," and then and then let them hear that too, which again keeps that vision down the road. So mm-hmm. I think this is a good time to um, we can use this as a way of transitioning to talking about some of the you know tactical on the ground day to day examples of clarity and um, <clears throat> it sounds like when you had this the uh, the movie decision you and Stephanie had y'all 
you had clarity for um, cl- kind of clarity interior uh, interiorly of what you wanted to get out of the situation, mm-hmm. you know, how right. you wanted to use the situation. Mm-hmm. And I think it with a teenager, that's probably yeah. the m- more appropriate. Absolutely. Right. In more right. occasions, is, right. is how are we going to use this to to have them learn, uh, see the see the truth of the matter? Um, <clears throat> maybe with a really little kid, you have a clarity of actually how you want the situation to 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 turn out. Um, and where Robin and I kind of came up with some some of these points was she was remembering a story, an, an occasion where she she took our oldest one. Uh, when he was about, I think, two or three to the park to meet with some other um, moms, like a play date. And he was climbing, you know, climbing up the slide. Okay. And she had already many times tried to correct him and redirect him and dissuade him. And he just wasn't having any of it. So finally, she said, if you do that again, we're going to leave the park. Yeah. And he did it again. And so they had to leave the park. So that's kind of that's, the... That's one of those things that when it's coming out of your mouth, you're like, no. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Why did but I we thought, pick that? Right. So we thought this would be... I'm going to be punished. Right. I can't visit with this mom. Exactly. That's totally... <laughs> that's exactly what she said. But we thought this would be good to, to illustrate some kind of principles. So you need to have... You want to strive to have a clear outcome as a parent. Be clear on what outcome you want. Here it was, stop climbing up the slide. That's what I want to accomplish. And make sure that the child knows what that outcome is too. So we can talk about how you do that. Um, Have a clear consequence. Mm -hmm. So that's the, or else we will leave the park. But you have to have clear follow through, which is, if he doesn't stop climbing, you've got to leave the park. (laughs) And you've got to have that interior clarity of will beforehand, which is, I'm going to follow through. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Even if it, if it causes me pain, because I see the, the bigger, I have that, I have my eye on that bigger picture as well. So I'm connected to the Mm -hmm. bigger vision. Um, But you also should try to have interior clarity of what you um, kind of what you have, what your skin is in the game, what stake you have in the game, which is the, I really, I really don't want to leave the park. So maybe I should <laughs> use that as a consequence. <laughs> maybe I should come up with like timeout or spanking or oh, something yeah. like that. I'd have made him sit on the bench and watch everybody. Yeah. Play. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I've done that many times where the, the consequence coming out of my mouth was like, Oh, come back, come back, come back. Right. Right. So uh, I'll just kind of throw that out to you guys. Um, co- give comments on some of those types of clarity, those, some of those principles. I think from, for me, one of the things that we did that I think was, was really helpful. And I think yes, particularly when they're young, is when whenever we were giving instructions or when we would say, you may not climb up, you may not climb up, we would we'd say, I want to, eyes got to connect. We're going we're gonna to look at each other and, yes, mom, yes, dad, I will not climb the slide. That needs to be verbalized mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. so that we all know that they know <laughs> what, what the right answer is. And then... And then I think it's important, consequences, like you said, sometimes you have to think a little bit longer on the consequences because I think you can, it can come out, yes. you know, or I'm going to kill you, you know. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. I mean, or, you know, or you're going to be grounded for a year, you know. I mean, so, some can come out of your mouth in, in, in anger and trying to think through. Stephanie was really good at that. I mean, I, I would rely on her a lot in terms of coming up with a, an appropriate one because I think she would have because mm-hmm. she she wasn't going to punish herself for her kid not doing it. It was going to be well, you're going to sit over here. You're going <laughs> to no, I know, but you got better at it as you got older. You know, you're going to go sit over here and watch, and and if you can sit there for ten minutes and watch, I'll let you back up. And and that was a real punishment because they're actually having to watch other kids do do things too. It was all a punishment, but but mm-hmm. so I've made more mistakes in either threatening. 
and not following through because it was really wasn't following through. I really couldn't kill him. <laughs> or other, but anyway, I, the yes mom and yes dad and them looking me in the eye and them repeating, this is what I'm saying yes to, was was something very helpful. To this day, when I'm trying to communicate a 17-year-old, oh, yeah. I will say, yeah. I want to hear you say, yes, dad, I will clean up the dishwasher. <laughs> I will unload the dishwasher before I go to bed tonight. Okay, we're all good. And then, and then I, you know, they usually do with that. And point. if you don't, I will kill you. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, anyway. And, uh, then, and then thinking about, you know, that if that's something that, you know, uh, I mean, if he struggles with that every time, you know, let's say that was something that that was a struggle every time. The next time you go to the park, before you get to the park, doing kind of a little you know, mm-hmm. proactive. Hey, remember the last time we went to the park and we had to leave because you didn't obey mommy and, and trying to, to trying mm-hmm. to tag a virtue on it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, no, so not only did you not, I mean, it obviously you could have, you could have hurt yourself or hurt someone because a slide was meant to, you know, someone could be coming down while you're going up. I mean, kind of explaining, you know, that, why? but also, yeah, the, 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 the reason why that you could be hurt or someone else could be hurt, but you, but you also disobeyed. That was, you know, mm-hmm. you disobeyed mommy and, and to talk uh, and use those words. Um, I think, um, cause they, they, they understand. <laughs> I do think using the right words is, are important. Like mm-hmm. when it's disobedience, you disobeyed. I mean that, that so that it's, <laughs> it's clear what they, what they've mm-hmm. done and that you can use those words. Um, and they'll come to know what that really means. Adam, I know you had something mm-hmm. I'm sure to say as well. Oh yeah. I was just going to say about uh, just tacking off, tacking off, uh, what, what you just said about, um, looking them in the eyes and, and having that. Um, that kind of that still moment a little bit because uh, with Arcora she's got Down syndrome she doesn't communicate as well as the other kids and so there's a tendency for some people that don't aren't aware of how smart she is that they think oh she doesn't understand what you're saying take mm-hmm. it you know just right. let her go the reality is like it, there's such a difference between just like saying something and then just stopping her mm-hmm. and, like mm-hmm. looking at her mm-hmm. and say Cora do you understand you can't you know and she'll stop and she'll nod and that would be it. You know, this sense of this stilled moment because the kids, we recognize the kids like, you know, when they're in the middle of like doing something like that, usually like a playground or something, they're going like a million miles a minute, you know, right. and it's like, they're not even, they're like, yeah, whatever, words, whatever, I don't have time for that. I'm just ready for this, right. <laughs> this event, you know, this excitement. And so this sense of remembering what it's like kind of to be a kid and, and to do that, to just help them through it, you know, and so I, yes. I find that communication there. Like what you said just really uh, struck me is, you know, I've had that experience, that kind of look, like you got to look at me, you know. Yeah. Whole, what, what it's is, amazing I, what happens there. I, yeah. I was so impressed when you, you know, sometimes when you all came over to our house, uh, we brought our families together and, you know, I remember you telling me, no, 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 she, she, understand, <laughs> she understands what mm-hmm. she's doing or she, she is deliberately, you know, going against what Lene just told her not to do. Mm-hmm. And I, and I just was so impressed by that with you guys that, you know, this, this kid's going to be, this kid's going to be all right because they're not, you know, they're holding her accountable. Right. And that's they're a, holding her accountable appropriately. Right. And that's a parents. Yeah, that's so why kudos we, to you guys. Par- kudos. Yeah. Oh, kudos to you. you. Cause that, that is parents should, um, it'd be easy to make an excuse or to write it mm-hmm. off. But as a parent to, you know, your child better than anybody. And you know whether mm-hmm. they're what their heart is, and and why why what what's the appropriate way to handle it. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I think that it's um, important. One of my good well, actually, one of Stephanie's good friends who I got to know. One of the things I always appreciated about him was when he was talking to the younger kids, to his younger kids, he would he would get down to where they were like eye to eye. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I and I think not only is that a, a good thing. So you're not talking down, you know, you're, you're talking even to them, particularly when they're younger. I think that is actually a better sign of God's condescension. You know, you know, that is a sign as a parent of I'm coming down to be with you down here <laughs> to let you know mm-hmm. what, what's going on. I think that that just in posture, body language communicates even more than what the words and, and the eye contact does. That's Absolutely. just, I mean, I, I always appreciate that about somebody else. I wasn't always good about that. 
It's a lot mm-hmm. easier to talk from the top down. But I mean, <laughs> but mm-hmm. but this one, I remember, it always struck me as how he was good at getting down with his children and looking them in the eye to talk. But anyway, mm-hmm. so. Well, and I think Adam, you kind of brought up a um, a good little point about you know um, sometimes we as you know talking about getting with the kids when they're you know kind of trying to be in that still moment. Um, I mean, sometimes we as parents need to make an adjustment, you know, and, and not lord our parental authority over them. And I can think of um, a few times in, in trying to keep kids from being frustrated. Um, some of the things that we would do, we'd give them like a five minute warning, you know, mm-hmm. or, or if we were in at home, when the timer goes off, it's time to pick up toys or, you know, so you kind of mm-hmm. give them that preemptive strike. This is about to come mm-hmm. to an end instead of walking to a room and saying, hey, time to go to dinner. You know, oh man, that's yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, it's yeah, and so. yeah, yeah, and so yeah. to to be able, my mom used to laugh and tell me that if my timer broke, my world would implode because I, <laughs> because, you know, kids really don't have a sense of time. Yep. So when you yeah. tell them, you know, I mean, I, I don't can't even remember how many times when they were one or two years old when the timer goes ding ding ding. You know, I said that I don't think probably a hundred <laughs> times a day, um, but you know, just that. And then we also taught them, which my mom to this day still laughs because we never could think of a a better phrase um and this was certainly uh give credit to to growing kids god's way uh in our in our little lesson was having a kid um if they had more information for you so let's say they had started a game and you told them when the timer goes off it's you know it's going to be time for dinner um but they were like four rolled rolled the dices of being you know the die being finished you know but the timer Mm -hmm. was going off and so there was a phrase that we used in our house, may I appeal? <laughs> but it was a, it was, it was just a way to say, I have more information for you, mom, <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm. I mean, you know, very black and white. I told you the timer was, you know, when the timer went off, it was time for dinner and we were, you know, picking up, blah, blah, blah. But, um, you know, or they were watching a show and there was five more minutes left. Well, mm-hmm. you know, to have a kid say, may I appeal? This show is almost over, mm-hmm. you know, and allowing them that five more minutes, you know. Again. Yeah, we, we try to do that in our in our family just by whenever the occasion is proper to point this out and, and raise them to it of, you know, it's so much in the how you ask for things. So yes. if, you're, if your show is about to end right. and you decide to throw a tantrum right. and raise your voice and yell and mm-hmm. have, be huffy, well, I'm not going to let you keep watching the show. But if you just calmly say... Oh, Pa, there's only just a couple minutes left. Can we finish it? Mm-hmm. Please? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. And so, of course and so, you can. That's yeah. so true. Because that's, that's part of maturing. That's how we mm-hmm. communicate. That's how humans and like to communicate. And that, the, 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 <coughs> I think one of the things is, is you got to coach them on, on, you do. on that. So, like, if they do have that moment, when it calms down, after they've had that moment, you said, no, you can't because the way you asked, you threw a temper tantrum, TV's going off, that's it at a time of non-conflict later to come back and say, now, listen, we might have let you watch the show. How might you have handled, you know, we usually say, how might, you have, play. How exactly. might you have handled that better that we might have allowed? And then they'd come up with, oh, yeah, that, that's good. But you might want to add this, you know, may, may I please appeal and whatever and get more information. And then next time, remember the last time when we were about that? Remember how you did Then practice that and be looking for those opportunities to have them actually have to implement that. Mm-hmm. But, it, mm-hmm. you know, those are extra steps, but they pay dividends long-term <laughs> a lot if you do it. Anyway, mm-hmm. Adam, what were, you, what were your thoughts? Yeah. No, I, I think that's, yeah, I think that's wonderful. That's so true. I was just laughing uh, when Stephanie was talking about the timers and, you know, how you tell them 10 minutes and they're like, yeah, okay, 10 minutes, and then... 10 minutes is up, and like, ah, it's like you never say anything, you know, but to, to try to give him a warning, like, when he's always like, you can't, because I'll go up, I'm I'm notorious for saying, all right, you guys are done, and she goes, did you tell him, you know, 20 minutes, and then 15 minutes, and 10 minutes, I'm like, no, no, shouldn't do that, but like, you know, she yeah. she gives him several, you know, like, markers, and it does work, you know, it works yeah. in many ways, but I really like the, the appeal, like, to engage them in their minds, and what they're uh, th- thinking about you know, how they could do it better and, and you know, what the, what's really at stake here is how we communicate and and show a proper, like, attachment to things as opposed to, like, you know, being overly attached to things that are, you know, really 
secondary, if if that. Um, one thing that I, I was just thinking, like when you guys were speaking, is like just thinking about this whole clarity and uh, things that I've run up against in communicating to my children. One of the the grave dearths, I would say, in my own parenting that I'm always constantly aware of is like um, this, like this need to continually show them how how I'm looking at them, how I see them. Um, in an uplifting way, in an edifying way, right. um, while also being clear about discipline and, and whatnot. Um, but also, you know, the sense of, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of who you are, who you're becoming, or, you know, and you're just always putting those words, and not just to do it, but just really, you know, when when I feel that way, just be clear, mm-hmm. be clear that this is how I see you. Um and I think that's I think that's that's important because one of the things that we ha- you have to you really do have to make because make yourself do this. But I think it what it's kind of extension of what you're saying. I think that as parents we start say well, you have to catch them doing something good, <laughs> you know, because you're always going to catch them doing something bad. I mean, there's always going to be something that, that, <laughs> right. that they're going to jump off the page and they're going to get attention that way. What you want to do is be able to be looking for those opportunities to do something. And so, like, with, you know, extending on, like, the modeling or, you know, coaching before, like, so if you took the kid back and you've given them, hey, listen, we're not going to get up, climb up the climb up the um, slide from the bottom up and you've talked to them and they did it and maybe you see them then at the end of the day or when you're walking back, Hey, I noticed that you did not even once do that mm-hmm. and, yeah. and making sure that they're getting, we used to always say, try to do two for every one negative. Now <laughs> think about that. That's pretty hard, <laughs> <laughs> but to be looking for those opportunities to say, I am so proud of you doing that and I think that that's mm-hmm. they I want them to know that I'm looking for the good too I'm not just catching them in the bad because yeah. I know that it's easy to catch them in the I bad. think with my kids we just have to focus right now on just let's try to let's try to get a positive in there you know <laughs> mm-hmm. that's kind of where we are uh, yeah. Yeah. hey um kind of to wrap up one of the other types of clarity um I thought we could talk about is um, presenting them with clear choices. I think this is especially mm. good when they're in the you know toddler stage, yes. young child stage. Um, so, for example, you know, hey, we have to pick up your room. It's time to pick up your room. Do you want to pick up the Lego or do you want to pick up your clothes? That helps, you know, get them. It's not because I think for them, something like picking up the room that can be an overwhelming, yeah, um, yeah, job. So help that helps them to start breaking it up into chunks that are doable, helps them get started. It helps them maybe pick something that they actually want to do rather than something that's, uh, you know, not not so exciting. But that can get them some momentum to to get it going. And um, I think as they get older and move up that funnel, then you can expand the number of choices that you give them and the nuance of the the kind of choices mm-hmm. you present to them. What? I mean, I, I know one of the things, and Stephanie, you can jump on this, and we just got a little bit, but all I know is that I that one of the things when we started having problems with kids, one of the great tricks was have we given them a freedom that they didn't previously have? So, like, if a kid all of a sudden, like, why the heck are they acting up? Almost always, mm-hmm. when we look back, we gave them something, a freedom that they didn't have, and they're not dealing with it very well. I would challenge you to look at that when a, when a child begins to act up in a way that they haven't act up, did I let them do something that I haven't? And then just say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take that back. And, and you'll be amazed at how often that was the case, mm-hmm. even if it was not necessarily intuitive that that was the reason why. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't that what you... No, I, yeah, I, I laugh and say that the funnel is a is a push-me-pull-me. I mean, you know, 10 steps forward and 20 steps back sometimes. But, yeah, almost mm-hmm. invariably, if if, uh, if we started having, you know, defiance issues or, you know, um, a kid just wasn't acting respectful the way, you know, that he used... It, we'd look at it and we'd be like, oh, we have made you wise in your own eyes. You know, you were, you were making... You, you've got too many choices and making making too many choices and and uh and and too many freedoms um and so mm. we we'd usually have to have we'd to say hey back. i'm sorry we shouldn't have given you this it's our fault but we're taking it back mm. and seeing yeah. if you can handle it and if you if you can't handle it then we'll give it back to you yeah whether that whatever mm. that was yeah. yeah did you ever go so far as to say like 
hey, we were giving you three squares a day, and we're going to have to pull it back to just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just bread and water. You're all, just on bread and water for the next week. <laughs> we oh, wow. That's right. oh, we always fed them. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, did you have anything, Adam? I know we got about a couple. Yeah, of uh, just a couple of minutes. Yeah, I was just going to. I was going to say, so like a little quick thing for me. One of the, one of the revelations that you know happened with me was, I would I would start in my own kind of lack of vision, just say, oh, no more of that. You know, you you've done that enough. You know, let's get off or whatever, and just go do something else, right? No choice, like no real direction whatsoever. And and I realized that sometimes. Um, instead of just like doing that, taking something away, it's yes. always beautiful when you're able to provide another option, you know, like the sense of, okay, you guys did that for a while, but let's go take a walk, you know, yes. um, as a family. And they're like, all right, cool. You know, so it's like this sense of like, you're you're not just taking something away, you're giving them a, a choice to do something that's going to um, be that's more positive great. in the long run. That's so. a great point. Yeah, yeah Stephanie's yeah. was was. It's time for you to go play with the three dimensional people. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, I think there's still a lot we could do on this. We could probably do another show on on other kinds of clear choices and and uh, also we uh, maybe intellectual clarity. Um, yeah, we can go back teaching to the teaching them the truths of the of the faith and talking about the world that they're going to be stepping into with uh, with honesty and um, prudence at the same time. Hmm. But um, I think it's been a good show. And Absolutely. Well, I've got our memory verse too. So great. we're gonna yeah we're gonna do um, James one uh, nineteen through twenty one. You must understand this, my beloved. Let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. For your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Therefore, rid yourselves of all sordidness and rank growth of wickedness and welcome with meekness the implanted word that has the power to save your souls. We are so glad that you could be with us today, Adam and all of our listeners. And remember, only God can help you take the mystery out of parenthood. Pray, parent with a purpose, and prepare for God to amaze you. God bless. Pray for us. We're praying for you. God bless. I see.